everyone. This is the Easy Allies podcast. I'm Kyle Bossman, the dark prince of nerd <laughs> media. Joining us this week, Ben Moore. Sup? Michael Damiani. How's it going? Brandon Jones. Yeah. And Ian Hank. Yo. Woo. Jones, you ready to start corrections? Begin corrections music, please. Uh, the genre is called shoegaze because the guitarists would typically look down at their pedals as they performed. Lots of effects. Yeah. A little effect pedals. A better reason to be called that. Cubfu evolves into Urshifu. Cubfu evolves into Urshifu. Uh, I did not mention One Piece Pirate Warriors 4, which comes out March 27th when we did our Pop-Tarts and Toaster Strudels. There's always one. There's always one, and that was was the one. Um, But there's also this case of Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, which has a release date. Um, which is the Japanese release date. And I got a lot of like, uh-uh, dude, that's the Japanese release date. We don't have a Western release date. But then I went to Amazon, right? And I'm like, I can buy this right now. And they have the release date of uh, February, what did they have, 18th? So I- Wait, people were telling you didn't have a Western release date? Yeah. Scrubs. Are you yeah. Scrubs? Oh, no. Commenters are, are you Scrubs? Cue Scrub music. Cue scrub music. Uh, we talked about how the Pokemon <laughs> DLC didn't seem to be based on anything, but the Isle of Armor is based off the Isle of Man, and the Crown of Tundra is based off Scotland, so we're still talking UK, baby. Cool. Um, finally, we had uh, Ben Hansen uh, from Min Max with two N's submit a game uh, last week that I kind of messed up. I guess I read something wrong. Um, apparently, it was meant to say, I love all Pop-Tarts. They are the best food. Oh. Which I think is a little far. Uh, end corrections music, please. I'm worried. Yeah, that sounds unhealthy. Yeah, to be honest. The best food. It's like bananas. Like we all love aren't pop tarts. Are bananas yeah. like the perfect food? Yeah. What's interesting though is not reflect. Like he's a good looking guy. So if he if he right. does have an unhealthy relationship with pop tarts, it's not coming across physically. Starting <laughs> <laughs> to play tough bouncers. Keep it up, Ben. <laughs> uh, Oh, uh, Ben Damiani, you've not seen this game yet. Uh, this is, of course, because Easy Allies runs the biggest club in L.A. that is exclusively for video game characters. And so our patrons submit two video game characters, and we have to choose which one can get into the club and which one has to stay out because the club is packed. All right. Okay. So our submissions are from uh, Brian from Happy Gaming and Phil. So first up, is Kiryu Kazuma from Yakuza because he has extensive experience with dancing. He's going to run the club. Throwing an an unforgettable party and is always willing to chill out with a good Sega arcade game. And has some experience, yeah, organizing businesses. Other other option, the man standing right next to him is Duke Nukem (laughs) from Duke Nukem 3D. And his reasoning is that he gives $100 tips. (laughs) Which is not nothing. Yeah. It's something. Come on, Kyle. Who do we lay into our club? Yeah. Do we tip dancers at our club, though? Is that a thing? No, I mean, he might tip everybody. The bartenders, the people who take the I've jacket. never seen Duke Nukem tip a bartender before. <laughs> <laughs> okay? But Cosmo might Thank wreck the you. place, man. We don't want to... You mean like a, a brawl? Yeah, Duke Nukem furniture. might not wreck the place. Yeah, he might not shoot up the place. You know? Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, we're not going to have those weird LAPD pigs in the club. So that, I don't know who Duke Nukem's going to fight. We should. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not in there right now. Whereas I could see Kazuma... I, I could see... I guess we call him Kiryu, actually. I, we could see him 
finding somebody he needs to fight in our club. All right, we're just basing this on the characters and not the, the games that they're associated with, right? Right. Like, Duke Nukem starts talking and our club starts getting less popular. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I picked him because he's got the money, right? And it's, it's, it's really about that balance. It's like, is, the mo- is Duke Nukem's money okay, worth d- it? Okay, let's, let's, let's think about today, 2020, yeah. January 2020. Yeah. Does Duke Nukem really have the money? Oh. He says he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> IOUs. I'm more confident that Kiryu has the money. Are we in agreement here? Yeah. Okay. Duke Nukem has to Yeah, it's all Damiani will say on the matter. Yep. <laughs> what about men? Sorry? It's a liability. Duke Nukem. He is a liability. I mean, they're both Bowser's liabilities. Bowser's just be like, uh-uh, bye. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, we got, we got a dress code here, Duke. I'm sorry. I forgot That's about fine. our dress code. That's a fair point. <laughs> he is only wearing the red tank top. Yeah. Kiryu is obviously a much better dresser. Very well Yeah, he shows up all sharp yes. dressed. It's yes. like, come on in, sir. You're right. This was an easy choice this there's, week. There's Goombas on the dance floor in leisure suits. Yeah, just like, <laughs> got to get dressed up. Uh, we had Sam Porter Bridges come in last week. Yeah. But he did have BB with him, so it's like this whole <laughs> oh, cool thing. Oh, BB going. is it's like It's a good like, conversation pass. starter. Yes. Yeah. Good in uh, viral social media posts. We're building a nice party in there. Okay, so we have news to talk about this week. Lots of news. Lots of, lots of, it's not, not all of it's like great news. You know, I don't like talking about delays. We're going to, they will get to them. They're not fun to talk about. Um, but we have something very interesting to talk about uh, as our leading story. And this is, again, Jason Schreier just feeding us. He just feeds our podcasts. He's, he is the coal to our locomotives. You know, he just helps us out. He keeps the podcast running. I just envision you, like, your mouth just wide open and just being shoved right <laughs> in. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Shryer. It's, it's more like a, like a baby bird. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. It's, I mean, it's, it's so weird that, like, it's, it's, it's not just one website that is the source of so many headlines, but one human being is the source of so many headlines. He's a juicy man. He's a, he put that on the back of the box. He's a juicy man. He's a juicy man. Uh, okay, so here's the headline that was posted today. Sources. Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC. Horizon Zero Dawn, Sony exclusive title developed by Guerrilla Games, who's owned by Sony, would somehow this this very year put that game out on personal computers. I think that's pretty neat. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. But I also think it the more you think about it from a business perspective, the more it makes sense, where it's just kind of a win-win for them, right? We're gearing up for the PS5. Mm-hmm. It's happening. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people out there who play PC games and love PC games don't have a PS4. Uh, they This comes out on PC. Let's say they like it. Maybe they're more inclined to buy a PS5. And if they're not, then Sony is like, hey, we'll eventually release these things on PC, That you know, and they're cultivating that audience. It, it just seems like a win-win. Um, and just, like... The second life that games can have on PC is fascinating due to a variety of factors. Uh, So, like, mods and and things like that. So it'll be, I don't don't know, I just think it's a good thing. Damiani, how shocked are you today? Yeah, can you clarify real quick? Sure. Is is Jason actually saying that they're coming out, like, the same time simultaneously on PS5 or PC? No, just this one particular three-year-old game 
will be coming out this year. Okay. Um, oh, you said one, not yes. two. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, it's like one. This is huge news. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. I was like, wait a second. Why is this a bigger deal? It is a smaller deal. I okay. think. If it yeah, was Horizon yeah. Two, I'd be so, flabbergasted. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. It makes sense now. Yeah. yeah. It, it, that absolutely makes sense. And I think it's something Sony. You might see Sony be doing more of in the future. Is like that staggered release of it comes out exclusively on their system. Year plus after it comes out on PC. Um, we're seeing that with Death Stranding, obviously, like shorter time window between that. Came Death Stranding is venue. just six months, but yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's something. I agree with what you said, Ben. I, I think from a business perspective, I do think that Sony is wants to explore that avenue mm-hmm. with, with their software. Sure, like still leverage the strength of their hardware by making it a timed exclusive. But these games, like like look at Death Stranding, it sold okay but probably maybe below expectations has been charting as well mm-hmm. as maybe some people had hoped yeah but watch it come out on pc and maybe as you said ben said it gets a second life on there and it starts seeing a surge sa- a sales surge from that you know if that's something that could lead to like hey we want to keep pursuing this ip want to make sequels to it don't just go off an exclusive release on ps5 or in the past ps4 and that's it one and done something like that jones when do you think they would have liked to have made this announcement this was it was several people talking to Schreier that like Sony did not officially make this announcement. It's just something we accept as truth because it's most likely happening. It seems like the right time. Right because, now. Because yeah. Or I mean at least at the beginning of this year. Q one okay. or Q two. Um maybe get out ahead of, you know, before E three. I don't know if this I think I think with the anticipation building up towards new consoles around E3, this would be a weird announcement to the moment you say her right and everyone oh freaks out. No, 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 not that. You yeah. Know. The so old one. I, I think, yeah, I think before E3 would probably be the smart time to do it. I don't necessarily agree with that in the sense that I think that the best time from from my perspective, thinking about excitement is you have that PS5 conference, you talk about Horizon 2, and then you say, and Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC. Like, that's how you bundle it. Like, this yeah. this thing is coming soon. And I'm with you. I'm with this panel. So uh, Microsoft will put their games out, every single first-party game, day and date, on PC. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't foresee Sony doing that. And I, and I feel, feel like we're all suggesting like it's, there's going to be a year gap or more. Um, I kind of see it the same way. I guess in that just they still want their consoles to feel special. I agree with you, Kyle. I think that's true. But I also think that that's something that can change. Like these games coming to PC is a pretty big deal. But then you also have things like you can play PS Now on your PC. Mm -hmm. And so you you kind of see this um, buddying up with PC in, in a slowly broader way that I think depending on the response to it, maybe they would take they would follow in microsoft's footsteps so that would maybe be not something that microsoft could use against them sure yeah you know what's so weird is with playstation now uh the announcement last year where it's like okay we're doing our big first parties god of war is on here for a limited time you know it's just like so they still have these this Mm. value for their first party titles that I, i think they really do still like they just gave them an inch you know and this kind of feels maybe something like that just like, but it's three years old. We'll give them the three-year-old one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I just, I honestly just see it as them. They want to retain their value. They want to protect the value of the PlayStation brand. But after, even like, after a certain point, it's kind of like, is this? What are you losing by putting a three-year-old game out on PC mm-hmm. and doing that like that? I, I just don't see the harm in doing that. 
if it becomes a trend as we see where they start doing it more and more, maybe it's indicative of a, a, a shift in their business strategy. But at this point, I think it's just them testing this out, mm -hmm. and it's something that's so old that I don't think it's reflective of indicative of any change just yet. Sure. Yeah. So one thing uh, I don't think the article brought up, but we talked about uh, I think it's just last month was MLB the show. Uh, going cross-platform, mm. and that is also developed by uh, Sony San Sony San Diego, excuse me, uh, who's obviously owned by Sony as well. Uh, and so I do at the time I was like, oh, that's probably just for this one baseball game, and it's not. It, it's it's so weird to think that they're exploring the PC space. And Ben, you touched on an interesting thing in, in that you said. Uh, just to give Microsoft one less thing to brag about or something like that. Right. I, I think that's interesting. Do you think this is, it's coming to PC as part of a competition with Microsoft? Or do you think this is purely business driven and, and just we can make more profit off of this old IP? I, I think, I think a lot of things when you're, when you're thinking about how to expand and, and how to deal with these properties, I think you're always thinking about the competition. Mm -hmm. So I, I would be surprised if that was the only reason, but I, I definitely think it's a part of it. Because like thinking about these games, like I want to see what Horizon looks like on PC. Like these are not just like, you know, Games that you're like, ah, oh, whatever, you know, I've played, I've experienced. It's like, oh, that, that game, I remember, like, being so visually impressed by it. Like, what can it do on PC? What can I see? I want to read that Digital Foundry article. I want to see those videos. Like, Death Stranding is the same thing. I want to see what Death Stranding looks like on PC. And uh, I, I think these... These names, whether you like the games or not, I think these games have a value to them that kind of inherently generate interest. You yeah. Know? And that's the thing, I'm kind. Of, I'm super with Ben here, Jones. I think this is, it's like uh, it's like Disney Plus. You have all the Star Wars movies, and then you can go watch the new Star Wars movie in theaters. Yeah. I kind of feel like this is maybe that kind of thing. Like, oh, play Horizon, and then Horizon Two is coming out in a few months on the PlayStation Five platform. Do you think this is that kind of sell? Yeah, I I just think there's got to be a line. I don't see God. I don't see Kratos ever crossing over onto PC like ever. I do. Like, maybe God of War three, then you'll be able to play the first God of War. But I would be very surprised. You don't I, see, I just imagine there's some line somewhere. You don't see last I, year's God of War in two more years coming to PC. Wouldn't Wouldn't Kojima be that line though? I mean, wouldn't Guerrilla Games be that that line in a way? Like they yeah, like they're owned by Sony. You just because of the characters value. You, you're saying that yeah. Um, that this is a new property, that this is something that um, uh, I don't think necessarily people associate so much directly with those brands. I don't see, you know, Spider-Man maybe. I don't know. I just I, I think there's probably a couple, you know, uh, a couple precious, you know, entities that they want to keep associated because then they get to say both things. Then they get to I, I, I don't see only on PlayStation devaluing. I don't see them them doing that, especially going into a new console. It's funny. I, I don't feel like they're are many precious babies. I mean, maybe that's why. Uncharted, yeah. maybe The Last of Us, right? But there's but no like, more, yeah, Uncharted's supposedly, yeah. I don't know, you know. I think or, they'll or, do or more least, without Nathan Drake. I think they'll sure. do like Uncharted with some other character. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> just thinking of the title. It's Uncharted with some other character. It's just some other guy. <laughs> He's very funny. He's very charming. <laughs> He's got a lot of wisecracks. He's got a grappling hook. Just give it a shot. Um, <laughs> uh, so, I, yeah, it's, it's, to me, pretty crazy news. It's not the news I expected to see this week, but it's one of those things where you accept very quickly. I almost accept this as fact. I will be surprised now if it doesn't happen. Um, 
the only like uncertainty in the article is whether it would would indeed release on Steam and the Epic Game Store at the same time. Um, I'm not sure why there'd be a reason not to believe that they wouldn't try to be cool with both of those companies still. But yeah, Sean's Horizon's a big deal, man. That that is a precious jewel. Yeah, uh, I just don't see. I mean, if this is actually going to happen, I'd be surprised if it's indicative of just like across the board, we're going to get everything. We're going to get Last of Us Part Two eventually someday, you know, on PC. Um, I see this. I see them just kind of testing the waters because on one hand, where I could see this being a big business deal for them and they're going to make, you know, a mint, you know, uh, with having people check this out. There's something about Horizon, too, that like after this, even after all of the stuff that's come out this gen since then, I still think that's probably some of the best facial animation we've seen this entire generation. So like there are... um, Yes. And some of the worst. For, when you have like random conversations with people in Horizon, it's it's, it's like, like 100%, but like there are some there's just some really really good expressive characters in that game. Sure. Um compared to something like Outer Worlds which just came out, you know, like I think uh um I think that game is impressive and like Ben said I'm really curious to see that run. Um but uh I just I'd be surprised if this is if this kind of opens the floodgates and and I don't know if they necessarily would want people to think that. But I don't know if you were Sony, what you could do to prevent people from assuming that. To like, no, 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 we're still gonna wait till we wait There's, till we announce these things, or, they have to you know, like, so or Jason says it. Kind of as like a middle ground between those. I think one of you said this, but like, if there's a Horizon Two coming on PS5, this is a perfect way to advertise that, you know. And it's like just the timing of Horizon Two is gonna be done before God of War Two. If God of War were a launch title on PS5, it would be God of War right now, not Horizon, right? Maybe, like, because yeah. it's just an ad. So there is a connection between Death Stranding and Horizon is that they both use Decima Engine. Mm. And so there is like, they, sure. that could be it, Jones. It could be just like oh. uh, their team, Guerrilla Games, has been working on porting that game to PCs. Why not also port this one? To, uh, hey, it's the same engine. We got this down. Right. That makes perfect sense. So it could just be like a, a single case scenario. It honestly could be. Um, well, I would be surprised about it. Yeah. You know, and see and see how it does. I just see, uh, in terms of like ramping up, you know, uh, for them not announcing the city three, but announcing it beforehand. For some reason, I have this in my mind. The you know they have the welcome to the PlayStation Five event. You know, thank you so much for coming. The lights go down and they come up and then somebody like they come out again with the the flutes and they play and then like you see just some beautiful vista and then Aloy just walks out and everyone's like yeah it's Aloy and I think if they announce this a couple months prior, you kind of get Aloy back in everybody's minds. So then the moment you tease it at the show everybody knows who it is not just the fans mm-hmm. not just the you know the playstation 5 like you know like like super early adopters but like we all remember because oh yeah that i saw that trailer or they started they, they started the conversation again um but uh who knows sure who knows if uh yeah assuming that game's happening i mean obviously you commenting on the decim engine thing kind of uh made me look at this in a whole new perspective but but at the same time Let's let's just say hypothetically, Horizon does really well. W- why not? Why not bring your games on PC? I'm not sure I can think of a strong enough reason for for how that. I, I think it would help you far more than it would hurt you. And like, if if I were them, like if it keeps being successful, keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And even if you do a staggered release, you know, six months to a year or, wh- or whatever it ends up being, like it just seems like a positive thing for everybody. Yeah, it it is it is it's gonna we're gonna be talking about this the entire generation the business model of content. Yeah, I, I think it's just the timing. Like you got to get the window right 
because otherwise you fall into the criticism that Microsoft receives that people are like, why don't you have an Xbox One or Xbox One X set? Oh, because it's all coming to PC. So if, if, it, if the window's too short, people will be like, why do I need a PS5? Mm-hmm. This is just, all these games are coming to PC. I just got to wait three months or something like that. It's not worth it. So I do think they need to get that like figured out. Otherwise, they run that risk potentially. Maybe this is oversimplifying it, but I, I have to wonder if from Microsoft's perspective, they've just done the research and they're like, okay, these are people who are going to either play PC or console. They're just going to kind of follow the games. And then these are the people that are only going to play PC. And these are the people who are only going to play console. Like they're never, ever, ever, ever going to do it. Mm-hmm. And if it's a large enough pool where that strategy makes sense, where yeah. it's like this... We're, it doesn't matter if it's on PC to a huge number of people, so we're going to keep doing it this way, but it also only matters to a huge number of people if it's on PC. And so that that strategy makes a lot of sense if that is what the market is reflecting, I guess. I just checked because I was curious how much they'd sold. And uh, just a cursory glance at Wikipedia, not always the best source, but... Horizon Zero Dawn and God of War 2018 both sold over 10 million. Spider-Man sold over 13 million. So, because I was gonna say like Horizon's not as precious a baby as God of War, but it's like they're the same. They that's did a precious that's, baby. That's the yeah. thing though is I think Sony's in the record-breaking game right now. They're not in the let's beat Nintendo game. They're not in the let's beat PC or let's beat Microsoft game. They're in like let's have PS5 break console records. Let's have the return of Spider-Man, the return of Horizon, the return of Last of Us. Let's have all of those break you know, sell just so much more than anyone was ever considering expecting. Mm-hmm. And so that's the, that's where their heads, I don't necessarily agree. Again, I, I, you know, if the money's out there, go make it. But mm-hmm. I just think in their heads, it's kind of like Rise of Skywalker. It's just like, oh, it only made 1 billion until now. Well, it's a failure. And you're like, are you kidding? Do you know how many movies, <laughs> you know, like independent, regardless of any movie that would love to make that much money in that amount of time. And so <laughs> oh, but we're yeah, in this yeah. era of like, it's if it literally doesn't completely shatter records, then it's, the, you know, it didn't really do that well. Yeah. Th- then the CEOs don't really have that much, much to tout. And so it's like, I think because where we're at now, I think a lot of people, we talk about Horizon all the time, but like, I think some people kind of forgot about it. And so now it's like, oh, people are talking about that again. Yeah. And so I think like, they don't have to worry about that with Last of Us. They don't have to worry about, certainly don't have to worry about that with Spider-Man. So I think if Spider-Man does come out on the PC, then it's just like, well, no, I'm not going to, why would I buy Spider-Man 2 on the PS5? Why don't I just wait? I can wait like, two years. Mm-hmm. And Sony's going to be like, no, no, you can't, you cannot, you have to buy it. You got to get that console because we got to just destroy. We got to have Microsoft be like, okay. Good job, Sony. Congratulations. Man, they're unstoppable, you know. Not just we made more money, we made the most of anyone ever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's it, the... Uh, yeah. Okay, I, uh, I don't think that's their exact concern. <laughs> I know. I mean, yeah. I mean, Sony also has got to look at, like, PS4, how, how well it's sold as yeah. a system over the past, like, since 2012, 20, whenever it came out, this 13. past decade. Yeah. It, it, like, their consoles sell a ton. PS4 sold a ton. Yeah. They're probably looking... To see the PS5 sell a ton as well and continue that trend, I, I feel like their their install base being so big and stuff like that's part of this is important. Like we we you can only get these experiences on PlayStation. Yeah, I just think they're gonna be very selective. Like the, the, they're testing the water with this and they'll see how it goes and go from there. But I again I just want to reiterate I don't think this is gonna sh- like signal a huge shift of any kind. Right, it's just. Maybe just be a one-time deal, or as you brought up the Decima connection there, maybe it is just the Decima engine games are going to get this because there's a push for that. I would not be surprised if in the future there are more games from like exclusives that come to PC, but right now I just don't think that's what they're going for. 
really excited about this next headline. We're, we're still talking about Sony and their plans for the future. Michael Damiani, hmm. could you believe that Sony has decided not to show up <laughs> at E3 2020? Say it ain't so. It's so. They officially announced this week they have no interest in just showing up at E3 that, 2020. You can't do that. You can't. That's, you against, that's can't. against video game law. Yeah. yeah. That's suicide. What on a, on, a, on a console launch year? How could how could no one's you? ever done this before? No one's on a console launch year. No one's done this before. Actually, they've done it twice. Oh, okay. Go ahead. They did last year. Oh, right. right. Yeah, they didn't right? have a console launch. It was not a console launch year. Sony's done this twice in a row now. Yes. Now this is what's the, going on. I don't. I think they're it's, their minds. I think it's arrogance. They're crazy. No, yeah. they're yeah. I think they just full. Hot I think air. someone should go check on Sony. Yeah. Someone should send it over there and just mm-hmm. be like a courtesy. Yeah. Everything going. Is everything going all right over there? Are you okay? Do you need any help? Mm-hmm. Did you forget how much we love oh, you? God, cease this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, so they are. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. We went on that bit for a long time. It's a five minute bit. You know, it's the first. It's funny. The first thought I had about this is like, oh, I guess that's not why they fired Sean Layden. You know, uh, was like. I, Cause like I remember I can't remember who speculated it, but it was like they were like skipping E3 was a mistake. You're fired. You know, clearly not what happened. I sure hope that was not a person on this podcast. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think we speculated why Sean Layden was fired. I hope not. Let me know in the corrections. Um, I don't think it was on a podcast. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. like Sean Layden hated E3. He dragged it. There should be no surprise that Sony is skipping E3 again. Almost. I, uh, but I thought it was a him thing. But this, this, what I'm saying, I guess, is this proves it's a Sony thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, they hate E3, not mm-hmm. just Sean. Yeah. yeah. And we, we should say ESA's had a bad year with They've E3. They've had a rocky few. Yeah. And so I kind of, it's so weird. I think, of, I think of E3 as something that ESA, this lobbyist organization, kind of lucked into. Like, they didn't really understand what was so great about it and why it worked. And just the, just the innate nature of how good video game announcements are just kind of made it exciting uh, without them really realizing what they had. And I think they're losing it quickly without realizing how to get that back. I Yeah. I don't think they know what to do with it. And it seems very clear, from especially from Sony and what's happened in the last few years, that whatever they don't have a very clear vision for E3. And more and more, the big publishers are sniffing it out, figuring it out, and they want E3 to be different things, and ESA just won't make a call on it, and it sounds like they're just upsetting everyone. And Sony's just the latest one who's just like, enough of this. Like, yeah. you're, you're, what you want to do with this is terrible. The What was the report that said that... Uh, they showed what they were, what ESA wanted to do with E3 this year. We went over that it was, in a previous podcast. Like the, the celebrity is doing like social media boosts around certain things. It and was their leaked PowerPoint Yeah, the, that, Yeah, that funny. was it. And yes. everyone was like, what? Yeah. What is E3 supposed to even be? And then it's there were reports that Sony wants it to be like more like a celebration of games for fans, kind of like what PlayStation Experience is. They mm-hmm. feel that works best, whereas some want it to be more of like a trade show. And it's like open to the public, but it's supposed to be an industry event. It's like this weird thing that has lost its identity and it's just like chaos and confusion now and i think a lot of people are just like this doesn't work we we can do better on our own but i do think some people would benefit from like a focused event but the esa just i don't think they know how to do it yeah. and i think everyone's figured it out um i should read their statement because we have a, a maybe clear idea of what sony's plans actually are 
after thorough evaluation, Sony Interactive Entertainment has decided not to participate in E3 2020. Uh, by the way, this was something they wrote to gamesindustry.biz. Uh, we have great respect for the ESA as an organization, yeah. but we do not feel the vision of E3 2020 is the right venue for what we are focused on this year. We will build upon our global event strategy in 2020 by participating in hundreds of consumer events across the globe. Our focus is on making sure fans feel part of the PlayStation family and have access to play their favorite content. We have a fantastic lineup of titles for the PlayStation 4, and with the upcoming launch of PlayStation 5, we are truly looking forward to a year of celebration with our fans. So a lot of what Damiani covered, but just the hundreds of events hmm. is absurd to say out loud, I think. I think what that means is just money because I think what's one of the that's one of the things that I think of is um, when somebody backs out of E3, it was just like it's a bummer that all these companies can't get together and spend money on something on some event, you know, and like it's really uh, you know you, the the sponsors of game awards are very visible. I'm actually curious like where all the money comes in for for Gamescom and TGS. I don't know, but uh, it. Um, I think it's Sony being like, it's not money that we're backing out. It's not that E3 is too expensive, you know, or, you know, it's not, it is that we don't think it's money well spent. But, like, trust us, we are going to be spending money on, you know, selling the system. Because it's interesting that we've just kind of gotten state of plays and wired articles and we have not, they haven't rented a space. We haven't, no one's walked out on stage. Like, no one's really, like, done that speech. We've seen a new logo, you know, that mm -hmm. happened at CES. But, again, that was at, like, a, a separate show. Um so it's interesting. That's kind of what I've been waiting for. Is like, when are we rolling the carpet out? Like, when are we? When when is this happening? When is this party? Just and so it, this is kind of finally an answer. And so that actually did kind of perk my ears up in terms of what their plans are. My expectations aren't super high, but for me, hundreds of consumer events means they're just gonna like slap some PS5s in Best Buy. I think, or like malls. And, yeah, and yeah, because like they've done the movie theater yeah, trick yeah. before with uh, the, the the conferences. Yeah, there's not a there's not hundreds of events. There's no time. <laughs> hundreds of locations for one event. <laughs> for yes. one event, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for the thing. Um, I want to I want to read from an interview with Sean Layden that CNET had last year. Uh, when he was dragging E3, because I think this also ties in with Jones and thinking about how they're planning. Uh, I think it's really some really interesting stuff. All right, so they asked him about canceling E3 last year. Um, all right, here's what he said. When we decided to take video games out of CES back in 1995 uh, during the PlayStation 1 era, E3 served two constituencies, retailers and journalists. Retailers would come in, you'd see a guy, and he'd say, I'm from Sears, and I handle Hot Wheels, Barbie, VHS, and video games, so what are you about? There was a huge educational component. Then you had journalists, who had magazines and lead time and jockeying for a position on the cover, and there was no internet to speak of, so a trade show at that time of year for this nascent industry was exactly what we needed to do. Now... We have an event in February called Destination PlayStation, where we bring all retailers and third-party partners to come hear the story of the year. They're making purchasing decisions in February. June now is too late to have a Christmas holiday discussion with retailers. So retail has really dropped off, and journalists now with the internet and the fact that 24-7 there is game news, it's lost its impact around that. Jones, for mm. sure, if there was any doubt before, this event's happening in February. <laughs> yeah. We're going to see the PlayStation 5 in February because retailers need to start you, buying. You can hear Huber oh, right yeah. now. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Told you. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think February for sure, that's when they're going to roll out the carpet. And that is, it makes sense. It, it, they have to serve those two constituencies, as he calls them. Um, 
<laughs> funny how like just journalists, you know, they just do their thing all year long now, uh, which is, I mean, true. Uh, and so, yeah, I think, you know, we'll have that and then the hundreds of events to follow in the months between February and November. Yeah. We like oh. November. That needs to be for Black Friday. Sure. Or Thanksgiving holiday, I would wager. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ben, will part of you miss seeing Sony at E3? Oh, all of me. Oh, all of you. Whatever's in there <laughs> is going to miss all. Yeah, absolutely. Because they were pretty good at it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, they were pretty good at it. Yeah. It, even when they were bad at it, it was mm-hmm. great. It's just, I, I have loved E3 since I was a child to now. You know, it's still magical. It's still exciting. It's just like the the craziest time of year for me and it's changing and it will keep changing and that's just the way life goes man but mm-hmm. i'm going to miss it i'm yeah. going to miss it a lot yeah i just i do wonder what e3 looks like in 2 years i i think yeah. it's just oh man it's it's, it's happening fast yeah it's I, happening fast earlier today i watched the podcast where they sony announced in 2018 that they wouldn't do uh, 2019 E3, and I'm like floored. I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. Right now, it's just, it is so normal now. It's so weird. Uh, yeah, we're just, we changed quickly. I wanted to, go ahead, Damiani. Yeah, I was going to say, because last year we were all living this weird phase where we were just chucking it up to, they have nothing to show. They, they just need an off year. They're they're building up for the PS5. They need to get all these games ready to show. Mm. That's why they skipped E3. That's why they skipped so many events last year. That's the reason. Everything will just be fine this year. And yeah. then Pulling out this year, like, and everything they've said now and looking back what they said before, it pretty much is like they're not going back. Like, this is the reality. Mm-hmm. You have to face the facts now. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little sobering. Um, I did want to give everybody good news. Xbox is still in. So Phil mm-hmm. Spencer at XboxP3 on Twitter uh, tweeted this. Our team is hard at work on E3. We look forward to sharing with all who love to play what's ahead of us. Our art form has consistently been propelled by the cross-section of creativity and technical progress. 2020 is a milestone year in that journey for Team Xbox. Hashtag Xbox E3. Hashtag E3 2020. (laughs) Uh, All right. Our art form has consistently been propelled by the cross-section of creativity and technical progress. That sentence is in the tweet for no reason at all. Yeah. You that can is, just yeah, remove yeah. that line. That has nothing well, to do with I wonder, yeah, he, he's, I wonder if they don't really know what to say because I wonder if going to E3 is extremely beneficial for Microsoft just on its own mm-hmm. or if it's beneficial for Microsoft because it seems just kind of like bringing, it, it's, these are almost kind of the, the same conversation that we just had again where it's like these are both, these are companies doing something because the other company's not doing it. Yeah. And that's what's so great about Nintendo is Nintendo's just Nintendo, <laughs> you know, like off doing its own crazy thing. But it's like Microsoft being like, no, we're going. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, thanks, Microsoft. And it's like, well, that it might actually hurt them. They might actually lose money on E3. Who knows? Well, they but it seems like a goodwill gesture. It seems like, no, I think we got the Microsoft Theater. How can we not show up in the Microsoft Theater? That's the thing is they show up in their own little free theater for themselves. <laughs> yeah. They, they, I don't think they spend too much as opposed to somebody like, you know, uh, Ubisoft, who has to buy a lot of uh, space. Yeah. Yeah, they still have to spend money because they don't own the theater. They don't own Microsoft Theater? It's just named after it. They, they pay for the, it. they sponsor yeah, yeah. it. They don't own that. Staples doesn't, Staples own, doesn't Staples own the Staples Center. Center. Yeah. It's just the name of the venue. They like, just pay spo- millions of like, dollars every like, year. Think of sporting event ad. stadiums, why they're named because of the sponsor. It could be the Easy Allies Theater. I've, we, we're like working LA Live, towards that whoever, goal. Whoever owns Those buildings the, are I think just we should reevaluate our goals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kyle. 
I made this. I my, I made the mistake too. I used to be Whoa. like, "Oh, Microsoft gets a place for free," and someone's yeah. like, "Dude, they don't own it. You're an idiot." Huh? I was like, "Oh, whoops, my bad." So I, I am. could just I could see you backstage at the Game Awards, <laughs> just being like, "Huh? You gotta." It's interesting. You got a Sony computer there. I would think they would only be, you know, like Microsoft computers here. Well, that's the thing is like there are a lot of signs that say like Microsoft, like in the in the actual of theater. Course, yeah, yeah. Sign it. That's what they're paying. Yeah. And yeah. you do pay Microsoft Theater, but yeah, I guess that but makes like, sense. But look at why Microsoft does that. They have more space there. They have more control of that venue uh, because it's their own space. Uh, uh, like the, as much as they touting they're at E3, like they're not a part of the actual like exhibit hall. Like mm-hmm. they moved out of there for a reason. Why EA moved out of there? Yeah. They pay. I mean, it's a little bit of the money. It's a lot of money to have a booth there. It's so crowded in there. It's just why not do your own event if you're big enough? And I think. That's what everyone's doing. That's what Sony wants to do. And then Microsoft has, if they didn't have access to like at, at part of LA Live, mm-hmm. I kind of wonder if Microsoft would still be like doing this, you yeah. know? So, yeah, yeah. I, got a, I got a big question for the panel. The big question. So, there are going to be a lot of next gen titles, a lot of big titles this fall that will be announced between now and f- the fall. Um, who's going to announce the most of them? Who gets, who gets first? crack at them will it be sony or microsoft sony you think so yeah so you think in do you imagine a reveal event and then something else closer to e3 sure i think there might there might even be two i think they'll they'll have the big reveal event and then like a couple state of plays before there might be like one kind of big blockbuster state of play right before e3 uh-huh. but i yeah i'll put i'll put my chips on microsoft waiting till e3 i don't know why that just kind of seems like something that sony's not doing yeah so again, it's like, haha! This week you're not talking about Sony. <laughs> you know, I know it for a fact mm-hmm. because they're just not here. It's not Sony's week. And, and and if I was anyone that's not Nintendo or Microsoft, I'd be like, how the heck are we going to compete with you know the next Zelda game, Metroid Prime Four, and everything that Microsoft's doing? It's like we're all just kind of you know riding that wave. What's well, the thing? I, I, I think Microsoft could put on an, an enormous show. I think they could yeah. you know blow everybody's socks off because I don't see the. I don't see them. I don't see Sony beating them to these announcements. Am I crazy, Ben? I. I guess does it does it like really matter? I yeah. guess was my kind of my Who's response. Who's got Assassin's Creed? Who's got it? Who gets right. to announce Assassin's Creed? Right. Like, are, is that what we're really going to be looking at? Where it's like, oh, well, like let's say let's say Microsoft like technically has the most games, but they're like, again, just completely hypothetical. Let's say they're like updates on. Xbox, but they kind of count, or they're smaller games or whatever, and then let's say Sony has far fewer games, but they're juggernauts. Like, that's what everyone is going to be talking about. So I, I think it's not like, who is going to have the most next-gen games? Mm-hmm. Who is going to have the most next-gen games? Yeah. Yeah. But the other, problem with, the other problem with the Sony event is, like, if it's in February, that's pre-Last of Us. That's pre-Ghost of Tsushima, right? So it's like we're going to see the same stuff that we've seen. Like what blockbusters are they going to bring? Just Horizon oh, 2? Maybe. What? That's yeah. potentially the exciting part, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Horizon 2, God of War 2, Spider-Man 2. Yeah. I just, yeah. I, I would hope, hope Sony is winding up. Sony's just been like just bunkered so hard. And yeah. they're like kaboosh we got all this stuff that's the thing i was afraid of you know, like, full house when you were reading sean's uh statement and then phil spencer's like weird statement it's kind of ironic because sean didn't mention what did he say contingencies what were yeah. they yeah uh 
const- oh, I lost uh, it. Yeah, I lost it too. Whatever. The the two poles of their business. He Cons- mentioned constituencies. Constituencies. That's <laughs> the word. Yes. He mentioned journalists and retailers, but like left out fans entirely. But it's funny because Sony was the first. Like, they were maybe had the best, most fan pleasing E three press conference ever, maybe. Whereas Microsoft. They always seem to position themselves as being for the fans, but their shows aren't always as, you know, they're not as big of a banger as, as the Sony one. But it's like, I wonder, like, let's say Sony doesn't do a PSX again or, like, doesn't have any crowd-facing, fan-facing events this year, you know? I almost wonder if it's a cascading, like, a delayed effect where it's like they're riding on the laurels of PS4 being successful right now, but it's like if you neglect to do fan-facing events for two or three years in a row, does that start to bite you in the ass with sales of the PS5 a year from now? Do you know what I mean? It's like how like every time there's like, I guess with like politics where it's like the things take a few years to take shape, you know, so you don't see the payoff of something that happened three years ago until, you know, the future. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? And like yeah, Microsoft I, might take up that mantle. I hear you. Uh, E3 is for us. E3 actually has a relatively, I would say, small audience. Uh, despite okay, let's us li- meaning journalists. Us meaning video game enthusiasts, the people listening to this podcast. The fans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I don't. That's know. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I I don't think. That's the thing. Is what is the power of a Microsoft Xbox? E3 press conference, and that is what I'm really genuinely curious about. Yeah, I wonder. Ben, how powerful is a Microsoft Xbox E3 press conference? <laughs> Not to give you a cop-out answer, but as yeah. powerful as they make it, right? Uh-huh. Like, the, it, you if you just get, say, like, the past ones, like, they've been, they've been pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but they haven't been, like, necessarily mind-blowing or amazing, but they could be. Like, it, it can change from year to year. You can have, uh, like, a 599 U.S. dollars press conference, and then one year you have a Final Fantasy VII Remake and Shenmue Three press conference. Like, it is as powerful as they make it. It is as powerful as many games as they have. And I think Microsoft has been, hopefully, setting themselves in a position where they could have a show like that with all of these studio acquisitions. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that they've been teasing us with the Series X, like, it, it's possible it could be a very powerful press conference yeah you know what you you sold me when you're talking about not how many next gen titles but how many next gen titles yeah uh because i do it's it's hard for me to think about last year's xbox press conference because i remember being exhausted yeah i remember just like (laughs) feeling exhausted after how many game trailers i just watched where you can't even like tell the good games from the bad games anymore sure and you just feel full at the end and i think you're right ben i think that is not the strategy to do this year if they have e3 to themselves just hit the home runs you said something that uh, really made me think, like, oh, man, I, I hope that's not it. Like, you were like, oh, man, what if they had God of War 2, Spider-Man 2, Horizon 2? And I was like, man, I really want to play all those games, but I hope it's not just a bunch of things with two on them. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I, like yeah. if that was it, I think I'd be a little disappointed. I hear you know, you. like, that doesn't feel like next-gen to me. That feels like we're just continuing the PlayStation 4 in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, that is oversimplifying it, but with next-gen, I, I hope, comes with something that is like Horizon, that is new or and, and different and interesting and, and just new names, new things, new characters, new worlds. I, I hope that's not it. Yeah, I hear you. 
And I think that might be what Microsoft will be delivering. I agree. I think yeah. there's a good chance. Yeah. I think they've had two trial runs and now they're going to nail it. Right? <laughs> like, and what's the recipe of a good presentation? It's like three deep dives, two kind of cool indie montages, and one or two just like melt your face announcements, right? Like, Toward yeah. the end, and honestly, you need bad stuff to build tension, and you need some bad stuff to build tension. Yeah, you yeah, need yeah, some yeah, yeah. You yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. you For need sure. some boring stuff and a, a really 100%. good edgier seat demo, a yeah, really yes. long yeah. like, oh my god, this just keeps building and building. Yeah, I wonder if they would have bailed on uh, E3 a year earlier if it hadn't been for PSVR. That they're like, we like, we have to put this on people's heads <laughs> and have them check it out. Yeah, because I remember that was the 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 hot ticket. It I remember was. a lot of people were like, ah, oh, the app, I refreshed it, and I I got to check that you know the PSVR stuff out. Mm-hmm. And like without that, they're just like, what's the point? You know, I, I don't think like was you that... said with the internet. You know, it's like the internet's not new. You know, it's yeah. like I wonder if they felt this for a really long time. They just had products that they're like, we got to get in. You know, for people to play the kitchen because then that RE seven bomb will hit so hard. Mm, I wonder if leaks have anything to do with it in a way, where, like, imagine as a company where it's like we could spend all this money on E three and have everything leak. Anyway, or we could just do it all internally and have everything leak anyway. Like, if I, I, I wonder if that changes your mindset if you begin to assume that leaks will happen. Mm-hmm. I wonder the same. I yeah, I wonder how how much they are worried. We talk about crafting these narratives, crafting the pers- perfect press conference. I wonder if there is someone who cares, right? Or if yeah. it's just like, hey, I need I need more games to put on my list. You know, I wonder. Ben, well, I wonder that the state of play thing. It sounds like it's like. The department over here is doing it, and then, like, people who are providing trailers don't even know, like, if there's a release date on it or not, like, until they see it in state of play. Like, it's it, they don't seem super organized over there right now, oh, ye old Sony. So, I don't know. <laughs> We're talking about crafting narratives, and they're just like, oh, shit, we announced our release date? Okay. <laughs> you know? It's no, like, what, when did they say that? Huh? When, what, is, what is that in reference to? Uh, that's the thing somebody said to me at one point. Oh, okay. Digging deep. I like one of those. Good little <laughs> like Damiani usually drops private Ian like conversations. Yeah. yeah, those are nice. But it's just like it, and I mean that's not specific just to Sony. Like yeah. you hear stories like that all the time, where it's like the marketing department is doing this, and and the people making the game are like, why are they spinning it that way? That's not the uh, whatever, whatever. Okay, fine. Oh yeah, yeah that's constant. what they need. Heck like, yeah, that's constant. Yeah. Trailer, yeah. And it's just like, I think we might give them. A little more credit <laughs> than yeah. is really there. They're not crafting narratives. They're just trying to sell stuff. So this, uh, Ian, this actually transitions well into the next conversation we have to have, the one that I teased earlier. It's delayed games. Uh, games get release dates. Sometimes they hit them. I'm going to say most of the time they don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had hu- three huge delays uh, just this week. Final Fantasy VII Remake was delayed from March 3rd to April 10th. Not too bad. Not too bad. Man, it's looking a little over a month. That's great. Uh, Marvel's Avengers, from, also from Square Enix, was delayed from May 15th to September 4th. We went from spring all the way to the end of summer, which is pretty crazy. I bet it gets delayed again. Man. I, bet, I, I will bet you that that gets delayed again. I'll take this bet. <laughs> okay. Okay, 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 <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, um... Okay, so Loser has to read an Avengers comic from the span of 1975 to 1985 and then do, from just that one comic, uh, a a one-minute summary of the events of that comic. Okay. Okay. There are Avengers pregame comics. 
What? They have a they have a comic line. I've read two of them already. I've read for Iron Man this and very Thor. Series? Yeah, for this game. For the, the, the like lead into that game. How many are there? Just two so far, Iron Man and Thor. Will uh, they have to write new ones now because of this delay? Yes, they're like, oh, we're really going to stretch this out. <laughs> What's Tony doing play? now? <laughs> or will they just delay the next couple? Oh, uh, yeah. Thor gets a hot tub? Um, <laughs> so I would read that, honestly. Ian, I want to change this. I want I, We have to read through all of those comics okay. and then do a summary of those. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, that'll be that'll fun- functional for the audience. Thor yeah. hot spring scene. Um, so, okay, so the, yeah, September 4th for that one. And then Cyberpunk 2077 was delayed from its April 16th release date to September 10th. That's the biggie. That's Oof. A, yeah. yeah, that is a big boy. That's a big, big boy delay. And I think it's actually, you know, it's a smaller delay than Avengers, but obviously this game is more anticipated than the Avengers. And I think we've known about it for longer. This, I mean, it, this is Cyberpunk. Yeah. What, they well, announced it six years ago? When I, was that original trailer? That CG trailer was so yeah. long ago. Wasn't it like... Was it, was it 2014 or was it <laughs> earlier look. than that? I'm going to look. I'm okay. Look. But yeah, obviously we know we've had this correction many times. It hasn't been a development full on. We yeah. know. We know. But we've just been aware of this title for so long Yeah. Uh, that this delay seems like a big one. But it didn't seem out of nowhere. Well, here's the demo now. This was before E3 and now after E3. And so it's mm-hmm. like, oh, we're going to see it again in E3, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, and I, what's it, that E3 trailer going to be? And the E3, oh my God, you're right. <laughs> you know, May 2012. No, <laughs> they announced May 2012 it, and then was in January there was a teaser trailer. Wow. Okay, I got it. January 2012. Holy moly! January 2013. Yeah. yeah. January wow. 2013 was the trailer. 2012, apparently they announced it in May. So Jones, I remember like. Wow. I kind of expected a bigger blowout of Cyberpunk this year at E3. Like, right, they showed Keanu, and we all, like, laughed and had a great time. But of the game, they didn't really show too much. Yeah. And we haven't seen much of it since. Mm -hmm. You know, we saw the weird piece about the music of Cyberpunk at the Game Awards. Because people need to play it. People need to be able to poke around that game and say, this is is what it was like. Yeah. Yeah. This is a game, having seen the one-hour demo... Have they, they? Did they ever put that one out like yeah. they did last yeah. year? The first okay. one they did this the year, they, one didn't. they didn't, right? I don't think so. I don't think they did. Oh, that's news. But it's like, you oh, know, I, I didn't don't. know that. Wait, did they? I think they did. I can't imagine why they would. Okay. But either way, did. it's like, I don't want to see any more of this game. I just want to see how it feels to play it. I don't know if it was a full demo. It might have been a cut down version of it. No, I think it was. I think it was a cut down. Let me uh, check. Uh, yeah. So an interesting thing about all three of these delays is this common theme. I think this is actually really interesting. Okay, so Final Fantasy VII Remake, in their... Uh, apology, I guess I should say, announcement. They said, we are making this tough decision in order to give ourselves a few extra weeks to apply final polish to the game and to deliver you the best possible experience. Marvel said, we will spend this additional development time focusing on fine-tuning and polishing the game to the high standards our fans expect and deserve. Uh, Cyberpunk, uh, Night City is massive, full of stories, content, and places to visit. But due to the sheer scale and complexity of it all, we need more time to finish playtesting, finishing, and polishing. <laughs> all three of them are talking about polish. Mm-hmm. Of course. But it, so what's weird to me is when you, I, I would assume that when you make this kind of apology, this kind of announcement, uh, you would want to say, we're adding a lot. We're going we're gonna to add so much to the game. Oh, no. <laughs> you, think, you think that sounds bad? Like, 
the, what they from their set mindset, they're probably just like, we, we need to make sure this works well. And yeah. so the idea of being like, and we're going to do all this additional stuff, like, mm-hmm. no, they yeah. can't do that. And I think that's the truth. I think in both of these cases, they're probably content complete and they probably are just trying to make them work better and better over yes. these next six months for Avengers and Cyberpunk, which yeah. is kind of nuts, right? They showed a slightly cut down version at PAX. Okay. How was slightly? Uh, it, it was like 45 instead of oh, an Oh, yeah, that's pretty beefy. It's not that bad. Okay, cool. I think I think that this is a good announcement because it's like, I mean, what have we been, we've been just saying for the last few weeks, like, it's going to come out and be super buggy and then it'll be good like two weeks after it comes out, three weeks after it comes out. Like, mm-hmm. polishing a, a CD Projekt Red game is a very, very good idea before you release it. So I do think... Well, and a daunting task. Yeah. yeah and it's yeah, like nearly so impossible. Yeah. It, this game is so huge and complicated. Well, will people remember that in September if there's anything wrong with uh, Avengers or Cyberpunk? Like, wait a minute. Didn't you say you were taking time? We do remember. This? Yes, like, we do. Because it's been so long. It's like, you yeah. should be done by now. That, that, I've, heard, <laughs> I've heard that many times for games that took a long time to happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, what is scary for both of these games, September is probably very close to the launches of the next generation consoles. Mm-hmm. I think that's scarier for the consoles than it is for the games. Okay, that's an interesting take. <laughs> yeah, because like I, I've already seen it. I've already seen a good number of people being like, oh man, well, guess I don't need to buy a console. I'll still be playing Cyberpunk. Yeah. And like from from a pure this is coming out of my wallet perspective, how can you blame them, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's an unreasonable assumption to assume that Cyberpunk will be pretty good and that you're going to be able to put a lot, a lot of time into it. Why spend, you know, theoretically yeah. 4.99 on a console? And I don't think I don't think it's unreasonable on the other side of that to think that any launch title is going to be as impressive in scope and scale as Cyberpunk, right? Because they've been working on it since 2012, in and out. Right, yeah, those launch titles need to out-impress these last-generation right. games. Right, not going to happen, um, probably. Though I think, okay, Except go ahead. Last of Us. I was say, I feel like the delay also means that those two games are absolutely going to be on, ne- there'll be next-gen versions of those. Yes. Absolutely yeah. day Here one. Here we go, yeah. yes. Yeah. And then it becomes a question, do you, do you play them in September? I mean, Cyberpunk thing's easy if you have a PC. Just play it right away on PC. Mm. Like, that's your best option. But if you're a console person, it's like, I can play it now. It might look very good. Or I wait three, two, three months, and I play it on PS5 or Xbox Series X, and it looks even better. Right. But we've also had a history of games that come out at launch that are like ports. Don't always aren't always optimized correctly sure. for those systems, but I think there's less of a chance that, of that happening I this mean, time. The Witcher took a while. Yeah, The Witcher had some problems at like, launch. How long did Tomb Raider take? Because Tomb Raider is like that franchise I always forget what console it originally came out. I was like, what gen was that series? Like the original Tomb Raider was 360 and PS3, right? The original, the, the remake, the remake, right? But yes. that's that's Avengers. It's mm-hmm. the same, you know. I don't know if it's the same people, but it's like that's the same dev, and so it's like I wonder, yeah, how long that took, and if that's something we can expect just right away. Because they're, I've, that's just a, that's just a you know a, the way the company operates. Yeah, that was a 360 PS3 game. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I didn't play it until it came out. Of Rise of the Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. We're not. Those were just you know um, I don't I think. Rise might have been. Rise costume. might have been both, but yeah. I think it definitely Rise launched both. on yeah. the same Rise day. Okay. Uh, on, also, on current gen systems. Opens up the question of uh, even if you buy it on current gen systems, especially Xbox Series X. That game should be backwards compatible. Yeah. It might have enhancements. So mm-hmm. would you even buy? <laughs> like there's all the, I think it opens up those questions now. It's a little, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out because those are very close. But also at the same time, you still need games coming out leading up to like the launch. 
Like September's you, fine. Yeah, like, I think I think September's like the like edge of that window where hey, you still need something to come out because mm-hmm. otherwise you're gonna have bad sales for a few months. I mean, that's bad business. Like if you do something about it, do something about it. Yeah. So yeah. This is uh, backtracking slightly, but um, this is just kind of funny. Rise of the Tomb Raider was cross-gen just for Xbox because mm-hmm. they did yep. that year of exclusivity. Yep. Right. Yeah, and then one. it came out on just PS4. So it was never on PS3, but it was, was on Xbox 360. I wonder if that date represents, like you said, the edge. I wonder if that's literally as far as you can go. <laughs> but if you're in October, it's like now you're really well, bleeding I into mean, to, uh, next-gen hype. Now the commercials are on television. Now, now people are super confused. So... I'm with Ben here. I think I think it's I think software leads, and I do think you know the consoles have to work more. I I I was like wondering about God of War two, right? Uh, which was a PS two game. PS three is out. Uh, yeah. The God of War two came out in two thousand seven, mm. and uh, did fine, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And so it looked amazing. Yeah. And so I do. Th- I think there is something to that. There's a, that something to like, man. My consoles are good. Oh, yeah. I can I mean, play these fine games on them, especially the PlayStation Two. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's what you're competing against. These also, yeah. but these are third-party games, so right. they're not like the first-party like exclusives and stuff. Yeah. I, so I don't think it's quite quite the same situation. You as don't that. think Cyberpunk's gonna be a fine game? No, no, it, it will be, but I, I think it has stands something to gain by being on as many. They want it to be as many platforms as possible. Sure. It will absolutely have that. Yeah, but I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out on both systems because. Uh, the, for Microsoft, they've said there are going to be a lot of cross-gen for two years. Up to two years, you're going to see cross-gen. It, we're not yes. going with hard exclusives mm-hmm. uh, for a while because we want, you know, that's our strategy. Where Sony, it sounds like, yeah, we're having PS5 exclusives. So yes. it'll be interesting if that mentality plays into any of this as well. Whereas, like, maybe Cyberpunk thrives on, you know, Xbox one and Series X, whereas people on PS5 are like, eh, we're f- well, there's too many of these exclusives for PS5. I'm not, I, I already bought it, I played it and stuff. Like, I'm kind of curious how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, e- even, you know, assuming it goes the way that Damiani is describing, where it's like, hey, it's, it's going to be on next gen, like there will be a next gen version very soon. Like, it, it would, wouldn't it, to justify the price for a lot of people, wouldn't it have to run just so substantially better? Like, if it's if it's not that huge of a jump, I guess, compared to, like, you do the Xbox One X version to the Xbox Series X, like, I, I don't know, isn't there just some natural hesitation there? Yeah, for sure there is. No, you're right, Ben. Like, imagine... <laughs> that I guess version of Cyberpunk. Let's just pick Marvel Avengers. I think it's the more likely one to have issues. If it came out on PS5 and it like somehow runs worse somehow, like sure. doesn't run at 60 frames or something, sure. and like that's an embarrassment. Yeah. It's like whoa, that's I mean that happened before. Mm-hmm. So it's like history could repeat itself. And I wonder if maybe that will they they might be like, hey, these games will come to PS5, Xbox Series X. But like maybe not even this year. They'll be like at a later date. We're still working on optimizing them. But this is the only way you can play these games is on current gen systems and for Cyberpunk uh, PCs. Avengers coming to PC as well? Yeah, baby. Okay, so PC or console, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or current yeah. gen console. Yeah. I think Cyberpunk could come out like the week after PS5, and I don't think it would suffer. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think I mean, you're so right. I, yeah. I don't think it would suffer at all, you know? I'm more worried about Avengers, honestly. Yeah. 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 I bet they were unhappy to hear about Cyberpunk moving six days after them. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, like May was a good month for them, and now they're like, yeah, oh, right. we're into September, there's nothing there. Right. Yeah, I, I imagine <laughs> some executive uh, tossing his phone against the wall. And this it's a bummer because this delay for Avengers is really the only hit that this game has taken so far, so it's just like it's a bummer to see the... <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> the run. 
Wait, re- repeat that? He's being sarcastic, everyone. <laughs> He's being sarcastic. That poor game. <laughs> But that, I mean, that poor, that poor Avengers game. That poor Avengers yeah. game. That yes. poor Marvel game. They yes. having a hard they few had years here. Such an uphill climb. It's a licensed game coming on out when it is, and have that many characters, and so it's just so. Honestly, it's, it's just big, 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 big. That the, they knew that they were going to need to spend terrible amounts of money on that. But they're spending more. You know, six months is so much more. But what I do like about it from a marketing perspective is you kind of have a chance to relaunch it. You kind of have a chance to yeah. say, uh, we, we, yeah. we heard what you were saying, and here it is, the actual Avengers game. <laughs> you wish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you know what's more likely to happen, Kyle? Huh. Yeah. Sony announces like Spider-Man 2 and like it just oh, eats God. Avengers lunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know that's the Avengers happen. are in Spider-Man so, 2. Like, yeah. like just we guest stars, Spider-Man, like, please. Yeah. Oh man! Uh, would Marvel allow that? Uh, I don't. That would be crazy. It seemed like the way they were talking about Spider-Man that there were actual strict rules about who they could include. Yeah, I think somebody is no, keeping I mean, track of Marvel such things. Would Marvel allow them to show Spider-Man two before Avengers was out? Because it would destroy <laughs> Avengers. I think. Yeah, I mean they kind of have to. This week in Joker news, <clears throat> Todd Phillips received a Best Director Academy Award nomination for Joker. Any other Academy Award noms for that film there? <laughs> Ten, 11. Yeah. The Joker received 11 Academy Award nominations. And the Joker was involved in this. I'm assuming that's the... Yeah, because... Oh, the film's called Joker. Right. Yeah. But you... The meta you've created is that there's also the Joker. There's several Jokers. I guess there's like a film... Yeah. That the actor, Joaquin Phoenix is an actor, but there's also a, a Joker involved somehow. Yeah, like so the like, past Joker. I'm not no, sure what you mean. And actually, the... the, the um, was it Price Waterhouse handles the, uh, the actual... The, the documents that go into the Academy Awards. There's now... No bit about the Joker breaking into Price Waterhouse. And no, this is just a, a headline. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. Yeah, we're serious here when it comes to Joker fans. Why am I stretching this out? <laughs> it's time for love and respect. Love, love and respect. respect. Ooh, Ben. <laughs> 2020. <laughs> 2020. Uh, to people who are hoping that we'd cover NPDs, we're just way over time. I was just having a good time talking. Yeah, we, yeah. Next gen talk, man. Next yeah. gen talk. Get lost yeah, in it. And we just we were doing like hard video game talking. <laughs> um, and I can't wait until we're horribly wrong on everything. Oh yeah, I mean that's kind of the fun of it yeah, to me. It, uh, sure, totally. Uh, our, our our current uh, naivete. Okay, so let's play a game because we were doing so much hard work. Hey allies, there are a bunch of games out there that are given the spotlight and don't deserve it, and vice versa. There are, so, there are too many that do not receive uh, or do need more recognition. Here's a simple game that I thought would be fun. I'm going to give you a list of video game franchises, and you have to allocate that series into one of three categories. Next, please, for overrated. Stay right where you are for perfectly rated. Or step into the light for underrated. Again, step into the light. That's next, next, please. please stay, stay right, right where you are. Step, step into, into the light. light. Okay. Is this uh, all are rated well by done. popularity or uh, no, like your critical opinion. rating? Ian, if you think a game is overrated, right, right. By say the next, people please. or by like critics? Ooh, good question. I would say by the by people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Society <laughs> at large. Yes. The, the way that you said that, it's like critics are not people. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like that for a second. Yeah. Uh, Having met us, I'd say yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Half Life. 
Stay right where stay you are. Stay right where you are. Yeah, you're okay. You're doing all right. Well, like... Alex got a little more little more buzz than I thought. Oh, I thought no. people I thought people were going to be upset. Oh. I thought people were going to... Sure. Not riot, but I thought people were going to be like... Please. I thought people were going to dance, and no people, nobody please. was dancing. No, I thought... They all danced like no one was looking, Kyle. Okay. <laughs> you know, I don't think there were videos of like people crying, reacting to Half-Life Alex being announced. I think we're out of that era. No, we're not. Is that era just gone? Like, people don't don't feel genuine feelings anymore. We had like five years <laughs> of that, and it's just gone. No, they just yeah. feel like sardonic, like yeah. processed opinions now. I just I, I heard people kind of hold their breath a little bit. It was like, ooh, okay, yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, but I, I'm not where, gonna where buy are. this system, but yeah. I'll talk to a friend about it. Yeah, <laughs> but I think I think the reason why you got that reaction was. A, it, it is it is impossible. You cannot do it to undermine the legacy of Half Life. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't I don't care what anyone says. Those games are amazing. Sure. They are amazing. They will always be amazing. But B, when you haven't done anything, and as long as Half Life hasn't done anything, you just kind of move on. You just keep going with your life. Mm-hmm. And so when it like finally enters back into your life, you're like. Cool. Uh, where do you fit now? Like, how do I? Like, you just got to get like reacquainted with it. And so I think it like it was a really interesting reaction to Half Life Alex, where I think people were like, "Is this real? It is real. I'm kind of getting excited." Like, it was a, it was not an immediate thing in a way. I feel like. Yeah. Do you think that we'll all have with Half Life Alex that moment where you know when you meet like meet up with an ex girlfriend or whatever, and you have like lunch, and you you. You're seeing through them the person that you were when you were yes. with them, like the person that you used to be. <laughs> I had a are totally to different confront... ex-girlfriend analogy prepared. That's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> are we going to confront our past selves of who we were when Half-Life 2 was of happening? Of course. So you're yeah. still into that band, huh? Well, yeah. it's like I'm that literally you have to the throw g- on Nine Inch Nails downward spiral yeah. when, the, when when you play this game. I would do that. The G-Man is that. Like you, you, we, you look at him and it's like, whoa, how old are we? Yeah. You know, like they, they did that when they, I remember when they showed off the big long demo of Half Life 2 before we got to see Half Life 2. They, they showed the G Man from the first game and he said, it's been how many, ever many years. Right. And the room laughed and then it like faded to black and then faded up and here's the new G Man. Everyone was like, whoa, this is going to be so cool. What's and they, your, what's so they your very clearly at the end of Alex. Um, I'll get to that. Okay. Um, Jones, there's a lot of games on this list. I know, sorry. <laughs> but they, 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 so that was the end. You, you yeah. know, G-Man walks out, and he's like, look at me now. Yeah. You know, don't I look good? Look at my wrinkles. There yeah. we go. The truth is in the wrinkles. Mine was, you're single, and the ex-girlfriend calls, and you're like, eh, we'll have lunch. <laughs> Literally, we'll have lunch. <laughs> and so that's what you we're all going to go that's and have lunch do, with yeah. Half-Life right. Alex, uh-huh. and we'll, we'll see. Yeah. I think if things I'm going to put your number quickly. back on my phone, if I change the photo and my contacts. <laughs> lunch is safe. Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh boy! <laughs> so w- no. I feel like my the mind franchise. just folded. Oh, oh. Is yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> is that franchise overrated or I, what? I abstain. Stay right where it is, baby. <laughs> I'm it's scared perfect. of their Twitter account. <laughs> uh, sure. Stay stay right where it is. No, get back. Get back. <laughs> get wow, back. Kyle. Get back. Get back. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Get back. <laughs> Like, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog is both amazing and terrible and amazing in its terribleness yeah. and sometimes just purely amazing. I, it's it's an enigma. What's the first one? What is it? What was the... What's our moniker? I, for, I forget. Like, keep on walking? No, it's like... <laughs> next, please. Next, please. Next, please. Okay. Yeah. All right. The Son- Last of Us. Sonic the Hedgehog is like Kate Blanchett if she had the ring. <laughs> Beautiful and terrible all at once. 
You know what nice. people keep trying to do though? <laughs> I will be a queen. That is wrong. And and these pe- it's just wrong. People you, you uh, get you get these 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 takes out there where it's like there was never a good Sonic game. Those games you used to love they're not good. That's wrong. Was Sonic Mania 2 years ago? Yeah. Sonic Mania is so good. Sonic, yeah, Mania, Sonic, Sonic Mania, Mania is so good yeah. and like those original Sonic, Sonic One is a great game. Sonic Two is a great game. Sonic Three has a lot of good stuff in it. Sonic and Knuckles, Sonic CD, like yes. these are not bad games. People, stop. But I am so Ben. I'm a little furious about how Sega or Sonic Team did not permanently hire the Sonic Mania team to make more games. I, it's I think things are just me. taking a long time. Sonic Mania took a long time. Yeah, I think things are just taking a long time. Okay, I think there are there are deals that have been made. That we have not been made privy to yet. That's what I keep telling myself. Domingon yeah. is giving me zero yeah, confidence I don't, in this. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. If, I want to believe too. I'm just so scared. But well, I mean, some no, of those developers like had, yeah, yeah, that, that I Kickstarter that, yeah, that failed. And, like it was I mean, so scary, man. Yeah, either there's just nothing like there. It's not going to happen for a while, or just I feel like we want it to stay where it is. But Sega's like. They're just blowing us. Like they, like it's a missed opportunity. Like why wouldn't you get they're them? Blowing us? Yeah, they're blowing us. Blowing this. I kind of wish you wouldn't say anything. Ian. I kind of wish Ian. you just what let you, that. What are you? You sorry. just let that sorry. exist. <laughs> Ian, okay. That's what I heard. <laughs> I was like, wait, you too? So, <laughs> I actually, I actually didn't know about the failed Kickstarter. But yeah, a huge reason why they got involved with Sonic Mania was because of the port that they did yeah. for Sonic on iOS. Mm-hmm. And there was a long time between the Sonic iOS port and Sonic Mania. Like, I don't know. I, I just got, I've just gotten the sense that you don't do something like Sonic Mania and then just go, we're done. Like they had, they even had an, a bonus edition of Sonic Mania. This is what I'm mad about, as man. As well, like it, if that is what's happening, yeah, that is beyond dumb. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, I'm scared. I, th- yeah. I believe it's Sonic Team saying like, we can do that. We don't need, we don't need those yeah, guys to do that. I, we can do that. That's what I'm worried about. I we hope know it's Sonic not that. better than they know Sonic. We that's can, what I mean. Yeah, like it's ego. It's like, oh please, we'll show you. The, yeah. We'll just wait for our special announcement later this year. Yeah. They'll be blowing us. Apparently they have an announcement. The Last of Us. Oh, stay right where you are. You good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Underhyped. What's the underhyped one? Um, wait, are you about to say underhyped? Underrated? Under- Step underrated, yeah. The Last of Us is underrated. Since nobody's, ever, nobody's ever heard of these things. Okay. Okay. It's good. Okay. It's good. It's a franchise that, that sells itself on performance. How awesome is that? That sells it. Look at it, and then we all look at it, and we're like, "Great!" You know, it's like. So you mean graphical performance yeah, or the performance just, of the actors? Um, that too, and because uh, it's the like animation. I don't, I don't really fact, factor into graphics. I guess, I guess you know, but it's just like, again, it's all about like that dodge throwing her over the glass, and everyone like, I don't believe it. It's like I do. That's the question. That's the argument. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, nah, that's rehearsed. And it's like, I don't think it is. I think that's why would they show that? Why would this developer show that? If they're not like, that's why we've, that's what we've been working on. It's that's not easy to do. We know it. It's why we did it. Quick question: you know? Is Last of Us Two going to get delayed as well? I don't. I don't. Yeah, no. I don't know. Because then they get, get, so. get, get closer to Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, it's, it's like, already been delayed once. Yeah. No, I don't think okay. so. I, I think it stays. It, one, I think it's possible. Like a week or like sure. a week to a few weeks maximum. Okay. Like that window, like what Final Fantasy VII remake got. Yeah, that'd yeah. be nice. Okay. okay. Uh, Mass Effect. Oh, step into, step the, into light. the light. Really underrated. Yeah. Oh yeah, get out. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I think um, the reason I say that is not necessarily because of, of Mass Effect itself. I just feel like the appreciation for Mass Effect has gone down from Andromeda through, like, I think even Anthem has had an effect on it mm-hmm. in a way. The appreciation of Bioware. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. appreciation of Bioware. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But I don't, I don't necessarily think that is an accurate reflection of the quality of those games. Sure. It, it bummed me out when that article that was talking about Bioware talked about Bioware magic being like fixing things. They addressed it when they were just mm-hmm. like, yeah, stuff usually is goes really wrong and then they just work it out. And it's like, that's terrible. That's yeah. a terrible way to run a company. That's a terrible way to manage a game. Like that, that's nuts. Like you should, should be good the whole time. <laughs> you shouldn't have to like, you know, like it's like a baseball team, you know, it's just like, yeah, they do a home run right in the ninth inning every time. Yay team. It's like, no, <laughs> it's not. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Saying. Yeah. Um, you should be proud of your project. You should be proud of the company. You should look forward to the next one and not dread whatever next project you're going to work on. Would a remaster of Mass Effect 1 be fun to play? Oh, my goodness. I, I, I hope mean, so because I would play the hell out of it. Yeah. I would make that a priority if that happened because I totally missed that Some series. quality of life improvements? Yeah. I, like, I love Mass Effect 1 a lot, but... Boy, there are some things that I would want improved. Yeah, I think driving. Yeah, driving. What was it called yeah. again? I forget. The, it. the, the, the <laughs> little moon the buggy? Mako. Yes. Yeah. Mako. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, nice. uh, could use some polish. Yeah, sure. So I, th- I think that's right, Ben. I think it, you're right. It, quality of life improvements is the way to go. Or did Damian, did you say that? Damiani said, said it. Good phrase, Damiani. All MMO right. phrase. Uh, listen, <laughs> this, this had like 15. We're doing one more. Monster Hunter. Stay right where it is. Yeah. Oh, you're good. Step into the light. I think Monster Hunter's got to step into the light. Not enough people love Monster Hunter. It just did that. It just stepped into the light. It needs Mm -hmm. to be stepped into the I mean the broad I, daylight. I'm misinterpreting yeah. the question though. The, the best selling Capcom franchise of all time needs still to step into the light. Still what? underrated. Yes. Like, this are we just is, saying this we want the Sony what? thing I was talking about yeah. where it's not good enough? It's not gonna it's <laughs> still <laughs> underrated. No, but I don't I don't understand. And maybe I'm misunderstanding. <laughs> like I don't get the game fully. Yeah. Because it's like it 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 just exploded. Yeah. It just exploded. It, it's not like but like, it yeah, did. I want more people to play it. Of course, I want more appreciation for it. But it's like, Ben, I need I need a dad in the sitcom to be walking into his living room and going, "What you playing, Monster Hunter?" That's what I need. That's where things go to die, Kyle. <laughs> That's where they die. That's Fortnite, man. That's right. where they go You're to so die. Right. Do you so want right. it to die? That's Duke Nukem, bro. Conan didn't terribly spoil Monster Hunter. You know, it's not big enough. Yeah, it's not big enough. All right, love and respect all the way from Saudi Arabia, Abdullah. Thank you. Uh, this is a really fun game yeah. and great phrasing. Good um, job. Okay, let's do let's do a little one little quick one. Ooh, and this one. Okay, we gotta talk about it. We're doing it. Sorry, Damiani. Uh, hey, allies. Do we let hype rule us? I'm writing this after the reveal of Byleth in Smash, yeah. a character Who we all should have expected, <laughs> but not wanted. It's got bile in it. <laughs> There's nothing you can do. Bile. Um, <laughs> especially after getting excited at the prospect of Dante. Why do gamers build up this fantasy world based on speculation only to get angered when the real world doesn't live up to it? Is hype a drug? And we're all just chasing that last guardian Shenmue 3 high? <laughs> Love and respect, John of the future. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, this, I agree with all of it. We, I don't have a problem with it, but I agree with people it. who follow Nintendo really need to learn this lesson at some point that when it comes to speculation, that's what it is. It is speculation. Nobody they're, wins. They're, they're like, yeah, the, the rumors and stuff like people take it as fact so often get burned for it and do not learn the lesson that 
this is how it works. Mm -hmm. And just because a bunch of people are saying yesterday, it's going to be Dante, and it's not Dante today, it's like, did Nintendo ever say this? Like, what what was the leak specifically? Like, you know, you don't have, (coughs) excuse me, it's not like you leaked like a PowerPoint slide like Mario and Rabbits. Like, that's a different thing. Nothing like that happened, and... You get upset over that because you 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 put so much faith into something that wasn't fact, and I, it's not all. It's not that's part of the problem that happens a lot, especially when it comes to Smash Bros. For the last like two years with this whole process, yeah. Even bringing up to the release of the original game, it just gets insane. It gets amplified by a lot of just speculation. At the same time, you know, Nintendo did reveal four third-party characters. And everyone like, oh, this last one's going to be like the biggest one. You know, people need to also stop learning to draw conclusions based on like patterns or like histories and stuff. Like when it comes, especially when it comes to Nintendo, they don't always follow that. It's like, a it, it, it's, it, it's it's something to maybe make an edu- be, a best guess, an educated guess based on mm-hmm. like, oh, educated guess. Sure. I'll be a third party character today. Maybe. But to take that and put so much stock into that, I think is like a lot of the reason you see what, what happened today, why it happens. Man, I don't know. Sometimes it's just like, <coughs> excuse me. Do we did we just take this too seriously? I mean that like, oh, the yeah. hype is what video games are. Like Marvel versus Capcom exists. Like crazy thing has happened in video games all the time. Like, like sure, I Byleth is not my dream character, but like it's fun speculating on Smash characters, thinking they could be anybody, and mm-hmm. sometimes they excite you, and sometimes they disappoint you, and like. That's part of the the fun. It's not like it like it, are we not allowed to like get wild and have dreams and have fun? Like this this is it like like healthcare. <laughs> who, who cares if you get really excited over who the next possible Smash character would be? That's awesome. That's really fun. Yeah. Like I think the the thing that that maybe needs a closer examination is like how that disappointment is processed. Right. That, because exactly that, that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like because like if you're getting really angry and like like getting into fights with people you don't even know over this stuff and you're like it's consuming hours upon hours of your life in a negative way and it's just you're just like in this like negative cesspool, what are you doing? Like then then th- that's that's worthless, but I I don't think getting excited about something as long as you can like process it effectively is that big of a deal kind of reminds me of hall of greats <laughs> because <laughs> oh my word <laughs> for listeners that don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> okay. every three or four months we easy allies uh, on our tuesday night group stream gather and try to get a game into our easy allies hall of greats mm-hmm. and i think that like for uh you know you got to watch the last hall of greats but a, a heavy contender was don's bringing alien versus predator the arcade version and like i found myself rooting for that harder than anything and so it was interesting um it, it's it's that kind of mindset that you want to try to have it's it's like vegas if you're going down to the casino you got to know how much money you're willing to lose so that when you put the thing on the roulette wheel you're just like i just i want to i want to see what it's going to be it doesn't have to be something I obviously want it to be something. I obviously have my, you know, I put my money on black. I put my my money on 20, but it'd be great if it lands on 20. I'm going to scream and jump up and down. I'm going to have a great night, but I'm not going to have a bad night if it doesn't. You know, like it's going to be, if if it lands on five and that old lady over there screams, I'm going to be happy for her. That's great. I'm going to enjoy her happiness as well. Not as much as I enjoyed my own. 
you know, it's going to be just a different thing, but I can still enjoy, I can still follow the story, and I can still see how it would be exciting for something else. Completely on the outside, I had a blast this morning when I, when I woke up, and I was like, oh, okay, what's going on? Oh, right. Well, I wonder what happened. And I went to Twitter and, like, found the memes of people making fun of the people that were disappointed <laughs> before I found the actual announcement. Mm-hmm. And that's social media. Yeah. And f- there was a little moment where I did enjoy people, like, you know, just like, but, but, but. And it's like Damiani said, but what? What Based on what information or does it have to have happened for you that you completely, you know, you you, you played yourself? You know, it's yeah, like yeah. you, you hopefully this was a, a lesson that you learned. You know, hopefully you'll remember that moment because you never know what's it's, going to happen. It's, it, I mean, when it comes to this specifically, I mean, all this, what we said is true, but there is a lot more to it than just this. Um, I just want to also add that, like, Wake up, making me wake up at six a.m. for this was like a little bit of like you know added to this like some of the disappointment. But what time did you actually wake up today? uh, I slept through all my alarms. I only woke up at five and had to like rush here to get here in time. I did get here in time. Nice, Um, thankfully. (laughs) Freaking out. I did drive safe though. (laughs) Good. Uh, good. Won't add anything else to that uh, (laughs) while we're on camera. But uh, what I want to say is that. Who did you kill? Yeah, somebody. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I might have done something that wasn't quite legal, but sure, I sure. don't want to admit to it. Uh, <laughs> I want to say that part of the frustration I understand is that well, the characters represented in this game and getting another Fire Emblem character specifically. <laughs> I love Fire Emblem. Like, I, like I love Fire Emblem. You love Three Houses. Even. I love Three Houses. Yes. And I actually like a lot of the stuff they're doing in this game. Uh, like the different weapon switching and stuff like that, trying to make it not just a straight sword user. Like there obviously was a lot of love and care, and Sakurai is absolutely passionate about this series. He's passionate about everything he's done in this game, mm-hmm. and it comes across. But at the same time, it, I don't fault people for having any kind of frustration over all these other great series, both Nintendo, especially Nintendo series, that this would have been a perfect chance for one of them to have the moment to step into the light, yes, as we were yeah. saying before. Exactly, yeah. And there, there's so many other characters I think are more deserving. Even when it comes to Intelligence Systems own series, like Advance Wars could have used a character mm-hmm. to throw out there. Paper to show, Mario. Like, th- yeah, Paper Mario. Even, like, even the Legend of Zelda series only has five characters. Yeah. I mean, some of which are clones, and it's like... When they were started talking about like Zelda, I was like, "Oh, we get a new like prince, new Princess Zelda from Breath of the Wild too." Like there are a lot of opportunities there, and yet Fire Emblem gets another character. But I also get it. <clears throat> this is a hugely popular ge- release for them. Nintendo needs to keep building upon this success and keep Fire Emblem series going, keeping it you know at the forefront of their marketing and, and their, their strategy, and putting it into Smash is like a smart decision for for that. But at the same time. I, I like I get the people's frustrations, but uh, clearly Sakurai gets it too, and like was just like you know what I love this, I love doing this. Yeah, I know you get something you can be disappointed, but you know what? It it I get to make the call, so you know well, leave it, me alone. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it does it salve the wound at all that there's a fighter pack two whatever? Yes. I somebody made yes. a brilliant joke on Twitter. I said I was like, oh hey, I dig the look of these these uh, new characters in the Fire Emblem DLC that's coming up, and I'm like, oh yeah, you're actually looking at the second fighter pack for. Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If somebody had one. It was literally the same characters. They all had mustaches on. Yeah. They were just like, we're That's back. Very funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was. Yeah. I mean, it does. We're gonna go through this again. We got six more characters. They're due by the end of next year. And this is gonna happen every single six time. in one year. Six characters due by December thirty first, twenty twenty one. Wow. Listen, I, I get it. I get disappointed by nerd stuff all the time. But I don't know. 
Like, there's so many things to worry about. Like, like I saw people posting pictures of Sakurai and an Oops All Fire Emblem, like an Oops All Berry cereal box. Was like, Oops <laughs> All Fire Emblem. Yeah. I was like, this funny. is funny. Like, I'm not even mad. Like, who? This is yeah. great. Like, you whatever. Again, you enjoy yes. it. You enjoy yeah. it when someone else wins. You enjoy it. I, I just yeah. see the whole thing as an outside observer, you know, being terrible at Smash Brothers and not really getting into, and obviously not, you know, having very little experience with Fire Emblem. Um, it just seems all like madness to me. It's just yeah. like, even if Dante got picked, all the Sora fans are going to be pissed. It's, you know, like, so inevitably someone's going to lose. Inevitably, you know, it's I going to I think there's to, a lot of crossover there. It's going to be, yeah. I saw one of the last things I saw before I went to bed on Twitter was somebody, it was a Sora crying. <laughs> and they said, this is going to be Sora fans when a Fire Emblem character gets announced. It was one of the last tweets I saw. It was like, it's, yeah. It's like you got. It, it caters to all types. Look at what you got even from this pass. You got Banjo and Kazooie. Like, you got Joker from Persona. Sona here, like yeah. you got stuff that like you'd never think was really gonna ever be and, possible, and, and it's smart like, for them to for multiple yeah, decades, I know. and it's smart like, of him to front load. And it's that. like that yeah. Persona was the first one that he showed. Like so. they never said it was gonna be all third party characters, and like you have to have been crazy to think they want to pick at least one first party Nintendo character. So with this new set of six, yeah. expect at least one of them to be just a Nintendo character. Mm -hmm. Please don't go in expecting all six to be crazy third party selections. Like, yeah. uh. I think when the nuclear apocalypse happens, yeah. the way that we will divide ourselves as people is who you want to be in as the next Smash Brothers character. So like if you want Sora, you'll go and you'll start For Clan a, Sora. Yeah. Yeah, for Clan Sora, exactly. Mm -hmm. And then if you want Dante, you'll be over here. And then you've got the Geno people over here. And then they will regularly fight each other. Uh, Clan Goku. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in Clan Solaire. Ooh, Ooh. that's a good clan. See? Yeah. People, like, I was joking about the end of the world, and you were immediately ready to just commit uh, your life to it. Uh, Ian, in this trailer, the goddess woman says, uh, are you prepared to die? So and I honestly this. thought there was going to be like a Dark Souls guy just barge in and slaughter uh, everyone. That would have been cute. Uh, didn't happen. That's literally lines from the game, so yeah. like verbatim. But yeah, I was... You're right, Kyle. I, I think people were expecting like this is a troll, and it was not. Like there's this <laughs> such troll a joke. There's yeah. no troll. Yeah. yeah. It's, okay. It is time for bets. Next week's bet: Dragon Ball Z Kakarot releases Friday, January seventeenth. How many Saiyans will be on the back of the box? And now we did say that duplicate Saiyans count. So if if it's just five Gokus on the back of the box, the number will be five. Brandon Jones, three. I'm going low. Did you know Trunks is a Saiyan? Stop. Okay. Do you, know, <laughs> do you know Trunks is a person? I don't appreciate that. Kyle. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Michael Damiani. Uh, seven. Okay. Ben. Four. Oh, I also did four. Ooh. Ian Hink? I'm saying 12 and a leg from the front cover. That's kind of like. Oh, the carries over. Yeah, the carries over. We would definitely yeah. count that. Yeah, so yeah, we're yeah, gonna, yeah. let's you go count 13. the front cover? Okay. Yeah. We'll say 13. If if a leg wraps over all the way over the There's spine the and cover, onto the back, someone's covers Goku. Yeah. Someone's kicking and it yeah. goes through. We the know spine. what the front cover yeah. looks like. Yeah. What about an ability splash? Like they're doing an, a they're they're they're, they're doing splash? something and then I, like the blueness carries over. Oh, that would not ability count as splash. a Saiyan. Yeah. yeah. No, it has to be a leg. Yeah. Or like uh, they're in the Kakarot logo. I know that it's uh, Goku flying. Yeah. And so if it's the streak. So like that was the, that was the wake of Goku. I just need the Goku's tip, on the, front. the tip of his toes. Okay, and that has to be physical body. Little, yeah. His got little it, got twinkle it. toes have to be back <laughs> on the back. 
Uh, Ian, I think I'll need you to look. Well, actually, I can do this now. What am I doing? Uh, so uh, last week's bet was about the W Games in Montreal uh, Twitter account, uh, oh, who boy. tweeted out that like the three parts of the badge, and then com- all of them combined. Um, At no point in this podcast did I think about this. Yeah. And so I said, at next week, how many responses will there be to the most recent tweet from WB Games Montreal? Uh, We were unsure at the time if that would remain their most recent tweet, and it has. So the thing that they tweeted on January 9th, the the police badge thing. Okay, so Jones, your bet was that there would be 150 responses. Blood bet, 888. Huber bet, 485. I bet 700. Ian bet, 800. And the number of responses is 919. Bloodworth, less than 40 off. Wow. What did Blood say? He said 888. How many oh. of those responses are Bloodworth? I thought it said yeah. 900. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> blood just all night long. Just <laughs> that's, 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 blood. That's blood. <laughs> um, yeah, so Blood nailed that one, uh, giving the gorgeous gorillas one point. <laughs> and the sick owls zero. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of who's at the sound effects now. Yeah. Nothing but who's. Hmm? They go who who and we go who who. You know what, Jones? Just stating the facts. That's that not sounds, a bit. It's not a joke. That, no, it sounds like some Dr. Seuss stuff. Okay. They go woo hoo and we go hoo hoo. Um <laughs> so let me tell They're everybody. Not so different after all. <laughs> <laughs> me and you. <laughs> the hoo hoos and the hoo hoos. Okay. Uh, Patreon.com slash Easy Allies is the website you would like to go to if you are interested in learning more about the Easy Allies. Um, basically, the way that the Patreon works, if someone were to give us $5 or more a month, they would get early access to many of our shows, this podcast included. You would get this on Fridays as opposed to Sundays. Camera went to Jonesy there. I'm just, Ian, I'm looking. I'm looking for the red light. Um that is the end of the promotion, Jones. I know what comes next. The shout-outs. Yeah! Woo! Shout-out to L. Thanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Caleb Togi Crawford, Will Schmuck, and Mr. One Luigi. Shout out. Shout out. Oh, oh, oh. You didn't explain that. Yeah, yeah, we haven't done this with them yet. Okay. We do do a row, like row, row, row your boat. So, Ben. It's a round. A round, excuse me. So, once you've heard me finish Shao, you start saying Shao Dao. And then Damiani, once Ben has finished saying Shao, you start saying Shao Dao. Shao, 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 Shao. Yeah. Shao Khan. Okay. Shao. 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 Really That's kind of wild. It's really good. <laughs> it really does. It's really, really good. I bet people get buzzed. Yeah, it's like ASMR. <laughs> yeah, it gives you that like butt tingle. One hour of this. Like, I get the butt tingle time. out of that. I was imagining like somebody running at the gym and then they just start running a little faster. <laughs> <laughs> you just see a guy go like, ah. Oh. <laughs> okay, Ben, oh uh, you were in Bloodworth's seat. Oh, no, Damiani is actually. Um, oh, no. So had it? Oh, I know. I know. That was, that was Take wrong. it away. Exactly. That's, that's mean. That was not right. Uh, Damiani, you get the right and responsibility to share your Twitter handle with the world. You get to promote any Easy Allies video you would like to promote. You get the final word on anything you've disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped in your head. And you get to sign off with your trademark sign off. All right. Uh, you can follow me at Damianicus on Twitter. Uh, 
the video you should check out is, hey, check out our 2020 predictions stream we just did. Some good stuff in there. On the main channel. On the main channel. On yeah. the main Most channel. Yeah. streams yeah. we do. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. one of those the special ones. It's like Hall of Greats. The Huber stream segment is yes. choice. Yeah. Yes. There's only one part you watch. Watch that part. Um, I don't know if I have a final word this time, actually. Then just I know whatever comes to your mind. I, I mean, the Joker fans were well-behaved this week. <laughs> I don't have anything to say for that. So I guess until next time, may the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. I feel like we want it to stay where it is, but Sega's like, they're just blowing us.